0: It's Friday. (laughs) That just doesn't sound as good. I'll tell you as to why it's not Thursday soon. It's time for another travel log. (laughs) If you are, let's see, if you are in Austin, Texas, and you're, uh, I've never been to Austin, Texas, I don't know what's there, apart from the It Gym, Uh, if you're at the gym, there you go, in Austin, Texas pumping out some reps doing some shoulder presses press those shoulders if you are in hmm, let's see where are we Hmm, can't think of anywhere brisbane there we go brisbane australia in queensland you're thinking boy it's hilly here you're walking home from work and you're thinking man why is it so hilly here it's ridiculous right i should move then I would invite you to join me. I am currently in Zaragoza. Don't know how to actually pronounce that. It is to the east of Madrid. To the east of Madrid. And yes, two or three days ago, I was on the coast of Portugal. I've done a hell of a lot of riding in the last two or three days. So yes, uh, welcome to the show. I, uh, I I figured I should probably tell people what this is if it's like their first time listening. But basically, I'm doing a motorcycle trip around every country in mainland Europe. That's 43 countries. It's been about six months. I've been through four. <laughs> And I am documenting that and talking about things that I think about and answering questions. There we go. That's basically it, right? So the reason, I'll get right down to it. The reason this is Friday, as you may realize, and not Thursday. And listen, listen to this in the, God, I need to actually slow down when I'm talking. Unless you're listening to this in the future and like you don't care what day it is, then this was definitely on time and not a day late. The reason it's Friday is because yesterday I rode from Madrid to Zaragoza, right? Well, I woke up on Thursday, right? And because, man, I've got to go back even further. So Wednesday night, I was man, I was dead. I did a lot of riding, you know, Salamanca to Madrid, right? And I was dead. So I went to sleep super early, like eight PM or something. I thought I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set an alarm. I, I don't need to, you know. I'll wake up, it'd be fine. Woke up at like what was it, like half eleven. <laughs> and I had to check out at twelve. <laughs> So I checked out and got on the road and thought, I'll do this when I get to Zaragoza. Got to Zaragoza, right? Man, the ride was ridiculous, right? It was so windy, especially just getting into Zaragoza. So windy. like Okay, I'll explain as as to what it's like when it's windy and you're on a bike, right? Okay, so picture this, right? Close your eyes if you need to, or if you can, or if you're on the tube or whatever. Close your eyes, right? Imagine this, right? You're on a bike, you know. You get your arms up, right? Hold the handlebars, right? I'm closing my eyes too. I'm trying to, trying to think of it, right? And so you're going along and you've got a constant kind of left lean. You're leaning slightly to the left because there's so much wind, lateral wind coming from the left that you have to lean. Otherwise, you'll just get blown off the road, right? So you're leaning into the wind, right? As you're going, right? I'm going to stop saying right. I'm just going to assume that you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so you're leaning. You're leaning to the left, right? I said right again and imagine you can see to the horizon you look to your left though not for long because you'll hit the deck but you look to your left and you can see all the way to the horizon is nothing you look to your right nothing right i said right again <laughs> and so there's so much wind right and you lean into the. i'll get the point you lean to the left right <laughs> and then and every now and then the wind will just blow super hard right and even though you're still leaning to the left it'll and it'll feel like it drags you about a foot or two right to the uh, to the right it just drags you and there's nothing you can do about it and you have to regain your composure right? and then every time you do that your natural reaction is to just pump the pump the back brake a little bit, you know, just pump it a little bit, just because you go in seventy or so and you're thinking, I don't do not want to come off at this speed, so you just pump the brake a bit. But then you look in your mirror, right? So you stop closing your eyes. You look in the mirror, and there's a truck right behind you, right? So if you slow down, if you slow down just a little bit, this truck's gonna get you, <laughs> and it's not like trucks can uh, break very quickly, right? So it was like that for a very long time, and you're you're grasping the uh, what's it called? Uh, what do you hold on to? The handlebars? No, what are they called? Grips. There you go. That was, sort of should have been easier to remember. You're grasping the grips like too hard, if anything, right? Because you're just trying to hold on. It's a natural reaction, and your abs are hurting because you just you're just trying to. You know, you've got that lean on, you know. Oh, man. So you can't feel your fingers because they've got no blood in them anymore. And then your, your abs are aching, your back's aching. <clears throat> and so I'm not going to add that cough. And so it was just like that for a very long time. So I was, man, I was wrecked. Got into Zedega, was it right? Got in, oh, I'm going to talk quietly now. I'm going to talk quietly now because I'm in the Airbnb, right? But the guy, <laughs> I, got in, I got in about 5 p.m., right? But the guy, he wasn't at home until like just past 7 so I had to wait around in the very much very cold place and you know how much I hate the cold so I was cold <laughs> waiting so that was not fun and so I got here and uh, and I was like man I'd, I don't want to have to make this episode explicit <laughs> you know what I'm saying so there we go this is why it is Friday right so a few days ago I left the hostel I was in in Figueroa da Fos and that was a lovely place to be. I was there for too long, if anything. But the storm finally stopped and I finally got to leave, right? And I got got down to where Gloria was, you know, and uh, kind of put all the stuff on her, put all, in all, all her bags and everything like that. Started her up. or well, attempted to start her up. Wouldn't start. Battery was gone. <laughs> battery was gone. she has been sitting there, you know. Battery was flat. Luckily, I have a, uh, it's like a, a portable battery thing. And it charges your phone, it charges my MacBook. It's it's badass, right? And it also has this uh, attachment where you can jumpstart a, uh, a car. So I jumpstarted the bike. Amazing, amazing piece of kit. Amazing. So just jumpstarted it straight away. Absolutely fine. And then I got on the bike, went a little bit down the road. I was like, whoa. Felt like I was riding on ice because the tires that it should be 36 and 39 PSI were down to 17 PSI each. <laughs> so I had to go pump them up so I got Gloria working and then the, the peg was loose as well and it's not just the peg the whole rear brake system is on that peg as well so I had to yeah, tighten that up anyway so <laughs> and I got to Madrid I wasn't in Madrid for very long just in the evening but then I made a plan when I was in Madrid I was like man the only thing I know about Madrid right? the only thing I know about Madrid is, it, is it's where Vega from Street Fighter is from you know Street Fighter 2 like on the old uh, on the old Mega Drive <laughs> I'm sure it was on other consoles too, but Street Fighter 2, you know, you've got Ryu, Ken, Blanka, Chun-Li, Zangief. <laughs> Who else is in it? Guile, Dalsim, Vega, Sagat, Balrog, and M. Bison. I don't think we have even missed one. I think that's all of them. So I thought, I want to visit the hometowns of every Street Fighter 2 character. So I've been to Ken Masters from New York. I've right? been there, right? Balsim is from Delhi, been there. (laughs) Vegas from Madrid, been there. Balrogs from Vegas, haven't been there. I don't know where in Thailand, Sagat and Bison are from, but yeah, I'll have to look that up. Ryu's from Japan, somewhere, haven't been there. But yeah, so so that's my little plan. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I was in Madrid, I was listening to uh, to, uh, Vegas uh, theme tune. It was great. No, I can't think of it now. All I've got is Giles' theme tune. So good. Anyway, (laughs) this is taking a turn. It's taking a turn. Right. So, so today, what we're gonna do? Is I'm going to go through some thoughts that I've had during the week, right? Some things, I've seen some things and I've been thinking some things. I'm going to tell you about them. And then I'm going to get on to some questions because we've got, we had a bunch of questions come in. I'm going to hope I can do more than three because I usually do about three, but I'll see what I can do. I'm already wasting time talking about this useless nonsense. So let's get into some some thoughts that I have had. Hello, by the way. Hi, how are you doing? So the first thought I had, I was, I can't remember what I was reading, right? But if you think of, a vinyl record right? for all you youngsters (laughs) again i'm only 28 but for all you youngsters they're they're vinyl you know what records are they're making a comeback actually so vinyl records right and you've got the grooves in them you have grooves and that's where the needle goes and then the needle goes in the groove but then if it starts skipping then it creates another groove right and then it it kind of goes in that groove more and the more and more it goes in that groove it hardens that groove Right? And then the needle wants to go in that groove more so than the groove that was in there in the first place. right? So when you relate this to how we are as humans, right? if you're doing the same stuff day in, day out, if you're being with the same people day in, day out, right? and if you're if you're doing the same, if you have the same habits, right? And you're doing always the same stuff every day, right? Then you are hardening those grooves in your brain. And this is actual, like, this is is true. This is scientific. This is, what is it? What um, uh, brain, something that uh, fire together, wire together. That's it. It's like your synapses or something. It's probably not the right word. But like the ones that fire together, wire together, which is why you'll find people, say people have uh, fear of dogs or something, right? So if they get bitten by a dog and they they have pain and fear from being bitten by a dog, then those are firing at the same time, the the dog synapse and also the, uh, the fear. And so when they see a dog, they go, oh, that means fear, right? Subconsciously because it's in their brain, right? So... The stuff that we do all the time, that hardens the grooves in our brain. And it makes all those things that fire together, wire together. And this is how people form habits. And this is how people's habits form their lives. There's a, things, there's a thing that people say, which is, we don't, this is good, this is, we don't decide our futures. We decide our habits and our habits decide our futures, right? How true is that? How true is that? If you're spending each day doing the same thing or if you're you know, not cultivating any habits and you're just doing the same thing, then that will decide your future. However, if you cultivate a new habit and science says we can cultivate up to five kind of life-changing habits a year because it takes on average 66 days to form a habit, therefore you can probably form about maybe five power habits, they call them a year, right? So those habits will decide our future. So in essence, you have five chances throughout the year to decide your future, right? interest in this stuff isn't it so with that in mind how could you use that information to well put in what you want to do here say you want to go travel and say at the moment you're working and you really you're thinking about your habits now as i'm saying all this and you're thinking man i'm I'm doing the same thing all day i'm going to work and then i'm coming back and then i'm being with the same people i eat the microwave meal and then i go to sleep but what i really want to do is go through a train go on a train through thailand i want to go visit siberia i want to go you know I don't know. See some wild dogs in wherever. This is what I want to do. Why am I thinking of dogs today? In fact, yeah, that's like the fifth time I mentioned dogs. So, <laughs> so yeah. If you're thinking this is what I want to do, then how do you create those habits that create that future? It's the habits that create the future. You have little control in it, other than the control over your habits. So, one habit could be putting aside a bit of money, because as we all know, you need money to travel. Maybe not too much but you do need some money as personal freedom, as they say. So putting by a bit of money, that would be a very good habit to do. What else could you do as a habit, right? You could, you could spend every Saturday or Sunday instead of staying in, you know, watching a bit of TV or, you know, doing whatever you do, right? Instead of doing that, you could get in a car, right? Or you could go on the train if you don't have a car, right? And you could go out to wherever you could go out to the countryside You know, if you're in a city, there will be countryside outside of the city. You could just take a train or take a car to the countryside, go out, take a walk, take a hike, you know. This is what Sean used to do. And I know Sean still does it. He lives in London. He's a teacher in London. And he always goes out and takes hikes. And that that in essence is kind of that's the travel mindset in a sense, you know it's going outside of where he is and where he's from and and everything like that and going out to some place else and doing something else that would be a good habit to form right so another thing i've been thinking is and this is kind of linked as well it's different circumstances so this is what i'm saying these different circumstances these different habits that you'll form going out and going out for hikes on saturdays and sundays they kind of turn you into a different type of person because these different circumstances make you improvise. You have to go off the the groove in your brain, right? They make you improvise and you learn other methods and things like that, which improves your ability to adapt and learn, right? So if you're going off that, that path in your brain, if you're going off that groove in your brain, then you will encounter different things. And when you encounter these things that you haven't encountered before, you will need to adapt to the situation. You'll need to learn how to cope with this situation. And the learning and the adapting is stored, is stored in your memory, stored in your brain. And as you grow and grow, and as you do more of these things, you will get more of this stored memory. You will get more of these adaptations in your brain. You will have more grooves. You will have less hardened grooves. And, do you know where I'm going with it? You know what I mean? It's your ability to adapt is increased. Your ability to learn is increased. And of course, like I mentioned, travel is not the only thing that can get you out of these grooves. It's not the only thing. But the reason I like it is because it's one of the few things that is constantly changing at such a high rate Right. If you think about it, you've got the environments. That's such a massive thing. That's such a massive thing. I, I, I think I think different thoughts when I'm in Madrid than when I'm in Chiang Mai, right, or wherever. Right. I, I think different thoughts. You know what I mean? So the environments are, are completely are changing, and they're changing at such a high rate. The people that you meet, the people that you meet, they're changing so much. You know, the average person that you meet in London is very different to the average person you'd meet in saigon right very very different and so and so these these people are changing as well right and what else the friends that you have the friends that you have they they again you're the average of the five people you're around the most so if you're around different people all the time that's constantly changing right and so the experiences that you're having they're constantly changing as well right? and these experiences links back again to what i was saying these things that that make you adapt and learn different things. If you're having different experiences every single day, imagine the amount of adaptation and learning that you're going through, right? So travel is, I think, one of, if not the best thing that can get you out of these grooves that you maybe have been creating for your whole life. And some people, as you know, some people live in these grooves forever because the needle doesn't want to... (laughs) exit the groove it's difficult for the needle if the needle had you know thought and self-reflection it's difficult for the needle to get off that groove it would much prefer the path of least resistance which is going across that groove sticking where it is and not leaving and as as i'm i'm sure you're aware none of us want that do we i don't know do you why you listen to this (laughs) so another thing i was thinking right Another thing I was thinking, this kind of one cohesive thought after that is when you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, one of the first things we learn is restrictions, right? Restrictions. So one of the first things you learn is don't do that. It may be don't do that because you'll burn yourself alive or, you know, it could be anything. But one of the first things we learn is restrictions is for our safety. But then when we get into school, for example, we have other restrictions, Sometimes these restrictions make no sense, but they are still there. There's actually a school right outside this window. Everyone's playing football out on the thing. I don't know whether you can hear them, but it's cool. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, kind of ambient noise, you know, the old school noise outside the window. Anyway, so what was I saying? Yeah, so we have these restrictions in school, and we're kind of, oh, I don't know. It's hard to put into words, but isn't it weird that that the first thing we learn when going into school is these are the rules and you can't do this. We're governed in a sense. We're governed by, this, by these rules. I've always felt weird about this. Perhaps, I say perhaps, but almost definitely, perhaps it's because of my parentage. <laughs> I've always felt weird about these these rules in school. I'll give you an example, right? So the school I went to, the school I went to, now yes i'm working class right yes i'm working class i come from a place called shropshire which is not so much a working class place but there's a place called shropshire in there's a place called telford in shropshire there you go which is kind of like if shropshire was lord of the rings which actually shropshire is where lord of the rings is based on there you go a little bit of insider info if shropshire is lord of the rings telford is Mordor, right (laughs) telford is uh telford's crazy it's great, and no one knows why it's in Shropshire. Shropshire is an idyllic place. Telford, not so much, right? So, but I went to school in uh, in Newport, which is a place in Shropshire, right? And my school was kind of almost exactly like Hogwarts, right? It was a a grammar school. Now I've just lost half of my uh, working class English uh, audience there, so <laughs> so it was a grammar school, right? And uh, which is why I occasionally say big words. <laughs> it's not and so it was an all boys school all boys school except right except for in sixth form which is ages 16 to 18 so ages 11 to 16 all boys 16 to 18 girls in so imagine all the way from 11 to 16 the only girls you see on a day to day basis are 16 to 18 they're like goddesses you're there 12 years old just like oh look at that one, <laughs> went, Oh no look at oh there's two of them <laughs> That's what you like when you're 12, man. That's what I was like, anyway. And so, what was I saying? Yeah, so I went to school like that, and it was what was it like? It was not Orwellian, well, obviously it was, but <laughs> uh, Dickensian in a sense. It was it was simultaneously Orwellian and Dickensian, right? And so, there was this rule. There was a bunch of ridiculous rules, right? And there was this rule where after school, right, and you go into town to get your bus or whatever. You weren't allowed, get this, you weren't allowed to be seen right, eating by the general public. right. So if someone, <laughs> if you were in town and you were going to get your bus, and you thought, oh, I'll just get a little sausage roll. And you weren't allowed. If you're in your uniform, you can't be seen eating. Now, I don't know why. I still to this day do not know why that is a rule. <laughs> I swear this all has a point. I don't know why that's a rule, but I knew that it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. And I asked someone, why is this a rule? And they said something like, because it is. Uh, you know, that's always the, ah, oh, because I said so, you know. And so me being me, obviously. As soon as I finished school, straight out into town, even if I wasn't hungry, even if I couldn't eat a bite, I'd go straight to Greg's, right? <laughs> get myself a sausage roll, a little bit of a cheese and onion pasty, and just stand in the middle of town, just looking for teachers, just just like waiting to take bites until I see teachers. You know what I mean? I'm that type of guy. So, <laughs> But anyway, my point, my point is, my point is, my goal My goal, I think since I've, since I've had goals and it's subconscious is to remove restrictions on my life. If we're born into these restrictions, if we're born into these rules and if, you know, thrown into these rules in school, if we're born into them, then the goal for me subconsciously has always been to remove these restrictions because you cannot, surely you cannot have freedom when you're living in these restrictions, when you're living under someone else's rules, right? So the, the goal is to remove them and to do whatever I want, because that, I think, is true freedom. Right? That's why I've always loved these films like Easy Rider, because they're, they're not living under anyone, else, anyone else's rules. They've got all the money, of, you know. granted it's due to a drug deal, but they've got all the money and they've got it saved in the tank and they go out and they do whatever they want. Can't go there. They're gonna go there. You know, that's what they do. That's what I want to do. And I think travel is so good for that. Travel is so good for that. Yes, you have to abide by the rules. Yes, you, well, I don't necessarily go the speed limit, but oh, and also I, I was stopped the other. Well, not so not so much stopped, but coming out of Madrid, there was a um, there was a couple of cops on on motorbikes, and I stopped at this red light, and they pulled up next to me. They're like, hey, you know, you speak Spanish? I was like, nah, mate. <laughs> i understand spanish completely but uh but he was like yeah you, he, he didn't speak English. he said yeah you, in spanish you, you can't um you can't see your number plate because you got bags in the way and everything like that i was like yeah yeah <laughs> and then because i knew he, he you know and he was like you can't see your number plate i was like yep and then he just left like he just wanted to tell me and it's like i, I kind of almost wanted to say yeah it's by design mate <laughs> but i didn't anyway <laughs> I shouldn't admit to these things on the on the radio. What was I saying? Yeah, right. I don't know what I was. Saying. I've lost my track. Oh, I've lost. He's lost his track. Right. So true freedom. Anyway, that's what I want. Remove the restrictions. Travel. That's where I was going with it, because then it feels more like true freedom. It feels more like true freedom when you're out here and the feeling of you can go anywhere. That's one of the big things: the freedom of movement that's a massive thing the freedom of movement and it's not it's not the coolest thing but it's not the best thing but money is involved with this freedom right because money in essence is freedom in your pocket right if you have money, you can do anything. Imagine if you had a billion dollars, right? A gajillion dollars. What couldn't you do, right? What couldn't you do? So, money, in in a sense, is freedom in your pocket, right? Because if you if you break down in the middle of nowhere, if you've got money, you can get yourself out of that situation. Because the breaking down that puts a, that puts a restriction on what you can do. Because you're broken down, you can't just go to the next city because you're restricted. Because you've broken down. If you have money, you can get out of that. You know what I'm saying? this is why money comes into it and if you want to if you want to listen to me talk about money and how i make money and and how you could potentially make money even though it's not that type of episode, how you can make money in seven simple steps then go listen to one of the old travel logs called something like uh what is it something about money anyway Uh, i can't remember what it's called but you'll see it it's like i don't know 10 back from this one something about money so go listen to that anyway right and the final thing i was thinking is when you have this time this time freedom right then it's all about filling that time right i've got to stop saying right so in the four-hour work week the book by tim Ferriss, which i really suggest that you listen to it will i mean it's it's a little outdated now it's a little outdated because it's from 2006 i believe or 2007 something like that it's a little outdated but the concepts are still there the, con- the grand concepts are still there, right? There's, there's a lot of great concepts in that. The four-hour work week. And uh, so he calls it filling the void. What do you do when you have time freedom? When you have time freedom? When you, when you don't have to work eight hours a day every day, and when you don't have to be location dependent, you don't have to stay somewhere for any particular reason, what do you do? A lot of people go, ah, I'll start another business because I want to work. You know, it's like when people retire, what do they do? A lot of them just go, oh man, this is too much free time because I'm used to grinding every day. Right? So what do you do filling the void? Right? So for me, for me, it goes back to this thing of saying yes to everything. It's, doing everything you think of, right? Saying yes to everything. As soon as an opportunity arises, you go, yeah, let's do it. Because you never know which one of those things is going to be your new favorite thing, right? So it's saying yes to everything, saying yes to absolutely everything and just going with it, right? And this is a thing that I always say, I want to do everything in the world. (laughs) I want to do everything. If if an opportunity arises, then yes, I'm definitely doing that. And that (laughs) that has led me to do some some crazy, crazy things and some ill-advised things, especially in university in the rather working class town of, uh, of Coventry. Imagine that, university in Coventry, in the, uh, the red light district in Coventry, living in a house with 10 people. You can imagine what crazy, <laughs> what things I was saying yes to, right? So I want to do, and uh, you know, I don't regret any of that stuff. I want to do everything. I want to do absolutely everything in the world because why not? Why not, right? That's what I want to fill my time with. And when it comes to saying yes to stuff, a lot of people have difficulties with this, right? A lot of people have difficulties with, oh, if someone asks me to do a skydive, I'll have to say no. You know, I'm not one for skydiving personally, but I'll I'll have to say no. And it's all down to confidence, I think, you know, because people with with unlimited confidence, such as uh, Sean's friend, John, I'm going to have to have him on at some point because he's a different human. He has unlimited confidence. Imagine someone with unlimited confidence. That's John, right? And in my opinion, all confidence is, and someone has said this before, but all confidence is, is five seconds of all out braveness. Just five seconds. Any of it, it is just five seconds. And this actually links back to the four hour work week because he has these confidence building kind of things, right? Where there's this one that I always do when I meet someone new and we're chatting. And then if we're talking about confidence, I think, ah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So all you do is you get into a crowded place, you know, or in the middle of a coffee shop or in the middle of a shopping center or anything. Right. And it's much more difficult and therefore more satisfying when you're by yourself. But all you do is you go right into the middle. You lie down on the ground. And you've got to stay there for five minutes. And if someone asks you what you're doing, you just got to say, oh, "I'm just just lying down." You're not allowed to tell them that it's like this this exercise that you're doing. You just lie down for five minutes. And it sounds easy, not easy. <laughs> Easier when you're with friends, but that yeah, that is one of these one of these exercises. But confidence is five seconds of all out braveness because in that it ain't hard to lie down. We do it every day. The the thing is, it's a mental thing. It's absolutely a mental thing because you know what's going to happen. Nothing's. Gonna, there's no actual fear. Nothing's going. No one's going to tread on you. You know what I mean? Like, there's no actual fear. It's just that that mental, that mental aspect. So it's just that five seconds of, okay, I'm going to do it. It's like jumping off the cliff into a, into the skydive. Do you skydive off a cliff? I don't. know. But, <laughs> but it's just jumping off. It's that jumping off period. It's that five seconds of okay, let's do this. If you can get past that five seconds, or if you can. If you can create that five seconds of, okay, I'm going to do it. If you can push into that, the rest of it is just following the course that you've laid out, right? And this is the same in travel, right? If you can have that five seconds of madness, that's what it's called, five seconds of madness, then you can do anything. You can do anything if you can get past that five seconds. It's like uh, I don't know. It, going back to that that twelve year old looking at the uh, looking at the sixteen year old girls. So if you can get past that five seconds of hi, hi my, my, my my name's Hayden Lee. How are you? If you can get past that five seconds of that, you're golden. You're golden. <laughs> so anyway, there's some uh, some thoughts I've been thinking. All right, how long we've we been going? Let's have a look here. <sighs> it feels weird being a Friday. Thirty minutes. 30 minutes let's go into some questions let's go into some questions right where's my phone this first question is from the max Turker, who's asked a question before he says hey again it's max hey max got another question for the podcast on the travel game show you were on the budget-minded traveler oh yeah so uh, the podcast called The Budget-Minded Traveler I was on this travel game show that, that she did and it was so much fun it, you guys have got to go listen to that it's uh yeah just search The Budget-Minded Traveler and you'll you'll find it there I remember you mentioning how important music is in travel to you that's true so what are three of your favorite songs that just scream travel oh man that's a good question oh I'm gonna have fun with this so this is like one of my one of my favorite topics really Oh, only 3. Okay, so for me, music, I listen to music to to kind of put me into a mindset, right? And it kind of it's like, you know when you're listening to something and you're kind of oh, it's so hard to put into words. But like if I'm listening to so okay, so you 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 walk into a restaurant, right? And you're listening to Spice Girls, right? You're going to feel differently. You're going to walk differently and you're going to think differently as to if you're walking into bad to the bone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you're walking bad to the bone. Da, na, na, na. Imagine having that in your head, you know what I mean? So it kind of puts you in that different mindset. That's why I listen to music. That's part of it. That's part of it, right? So with that in mind, right, when I'm biking and especially when I'm on this biking trip, right, something that I'm listening to a lot is music from the Easy Rider soundtrack, right? I've mentioned Easy Rider twice now, but that type of music, right? It's like kind of the 70s. I'll tell you what I'll do, actually, because because I'm going to... Ah, yeah, this is genius. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put in, afterwards, I'm going to put in examples of what I mean after I say this. This is genius. This is going to be great, right? So as you hear this, it'll already be done, right? So here is... (laughs) This is great. Here is an example of what I mean by my kind of 70s hippie easy rider biking music that I listen to mostly uh, when it comes to when it comes to travel especially this bike travel here's one example Now, when I'm recording this, nothing happened. This is just me talking again. But here is here is another example of uh, of what I mean. That last one was uh, let's see. That last one was a typical easy rider one. I've got to remember to put these in. It Was a typical easy rider one, right? Kind of seventies hippie. This next one is more when you're when you're like by your tent, uh, making food, sun's going down, bikes there. You're by a you're by a river. You're just by yourself, soaking in the whole place and the atmosphere and this is the type of stuff that I listen to. So that first one was The Weight by the band, and the second one was Embryonic Journey by Jefferson Airplane. Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. Now, I've just reminded myself that when I was in Barcelona, right, this is one of the times where music really added to the, because, yeah, music really added to what was happening, because that's also what I like, music adding to the situation because, like a DJ in a sense, right? I'm all, I always know the best style of song to put on. If there's three of us chilling in a room, we're just chilling out. I know what music to put on. If there's ten of us in a room and it's kind of more of a party atmosphere, I know what to put on. You know, so it's stuff like that. So when I was biking in Barcelona, right, what happened was they were having all these, all these, uh, what do you call them? Protests or whatever about uh, Catalonia, right. And so they were all, you know, people with plaques, and they were just walking through the, through the town. And no cars could get through. There was cops everywhere, right? You know, with all these people. And so the cars couldn't get into the city. So there was like no cars in the city center, right? In Barcelona, but all the bikes, we could just go around them. So the whole of Barcelona center was just motorbikes, right? And because all the police were were all tending to all these people doing these riots and whatnot, it was just, there was no police and it was just bikes. So picture this, right? (laughs) there was just motorbikes everywhere we were zipping around all these things people going onto the onto the pavement you know onto the sidewalk if you will and it it was just chaos and these bikes were just going and red lights didn't really matter too much it was dangerous man it was so dangerous but so fun right and this apologies if you're not into anything verging on metal right but feel free to skip forward 15 seconds or so but this is what i was listening to when we were just zooming through the streets kind of going in and out and all this stuff this is what i was listening to right here it comes So that is the solo in Buried Alive by Avenger Sevenfold <laughs> oh man it was so cool and actually the bit after it the bit after it was oh, it's the bit I love the most It's kind of old school thrash in a sense but uh, yeah so again if you don't like metal you won't like this next part skip forward 15 seconds this is the same song just after the solo So imagine that, imagine just buzzing through the city, listening to that, man, it was so good. Okay. I've got a few more. I've got a few more, man. I love this question. I've got a few more. Okay. So when I'm, this is a new one, right? Why did no one tell me about synthwave music? Why did no one tell me about that? It's so good. It's so good. So picture this, riding a motorbike or whatever, or in a car, it works in a car as well, in the nighttime, kind of, uh, is it dusk? Yeah. Uh, so it's you know, sun's going down, twilight. Twilight? I don't know. Sun's going down, right? You're riding in the car, you may be riding along the beach, something like that, and but it's nighttime, there's kind of neon lights. This this is the vibe they're going for and this they've nailed it. They've nailed it. So listen to this. This is the type of thing I listen to with that. That was, <laughs> I feel like a real, that was FM 84 with When Summer Ends. <laughs> I think that's actually what it's called as well. Okay, I'll get down to some actual travel stuff now, right? Tra- uh, Sigur Rós. Sigur Rós. As you know, with my old, uh, what's it called, uh, with my old compositions for the old stories back in like season one, I ripped off Sigur Rós pretty much every time I did one, right? So Sigur Rós is one of my all-time favorite bands. They are Icelandic. They are amazing. You've probably heard them on adverts. They are ridiculous sigurus works wherever you are in any situation you are in if you climb a mountain put on sigurus if you're on a train put on cigarettes. whatever you're doing put on sigurus here is an example of sigurus I would recommend getting the album Tack T A double K. In fact, I think I said that on the uh, on the game show on the budget minded traveler. Cigaros man, you can't beat them. I said, should I stop there? <laughs> okay, here's a couple more. Oh, man, this is so much fun. So, uh, I hope it I hope there's no copyright. I don't care. So, <laughs> so this next one, uh, you can do that. you again, this is one for anywhere when you're traveling. This is a more popular one. You probably heard this before but for me it's for me probably it screams travel because I started listening to this uh, specifically this album when I was traveling and it reminds me of being in a tent and stuff like that this album is great just because and actually the lyrics uh, in fact I'll play it first I'll play it first this is uh, which one should I play uh, this is no such thing from John Mayer from the album room for squares well. I really like this DJ stuff. This is great. (laughs) So yeah, the lyrics in that one are amazing. The lyrics really fit, really fit actually what I was talking about today, right? Yeah, he says, they love to tell you stay inside the lines, but something's better on the other side, right? How good's that? The chorus, I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. I just found out there's no such thing as the real world, just a lie you've got to rise above man how true is that that's exactly what i was talking about the grooves people say the grooves that they get in that's the real world but if you rise above the grooves if you rise above what people tell you that you're meant to do that's the real world in my opinion and apparently in john mayer's opinion too that's what i'll that's what what i'll leave with with the music (laughs) i am thinking now of what i listen to the most which is which is a lot of punk rock music if you if you're interested in punk rock listen to the album "Party Crasher" by a band called a Wilhelm Scream. It's amazing, right? So, next question. Let's have a look. What we got here? All right. Next question. Next question. Next question. Okay, we have one from Julia Lucci. Ooh, could be Italian. Although I said it in a Brazilian Julia. Anyway. Hey Hayden, I've listened to your podcast for the first time ever today and I already love it. Man, that's awesome. I love that. I'm Brazilian. Hey, I'm Bra- <laughs> he, he says Italianly. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brazilian and in July I'm going to travel solo to London. Going to be there for a month. Do you have any tips for first timers in London, restaurants, museums, anything? Então, eu sou do interior do país, então não conheço muito bem a Londres. Mas mas eu sei que o Museu de História Natural é grátis, é muito interessante. Há muito, muitos restaurantes brasileiros, mas eles são muito caros, muito caros. Vamos ver, o que mais is there. <laughs> I should have, I've been wanting to bust out some Portuguese for the entire length of this podcast, the entire thing. So thank you for that. Uh, basically, I just said that, uh, what did I say? That uh, I'm from the interior. I'm from the, the countryside. That was my knee again. Do you hear my knee? I'm from the, the countryside, so I don't really know London that well. But I know the Natural History Museum is free and interesting, which is pretty cool. And there's there's uh, Brazilian restaurants, but they're all really expensive. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do, actually. I'm going to pause this. I'm going I'm to text Sean, see what he thinks, because he's, uh, he's the master of London. Okay, I'm back. I've got a reply. He says, my suggestions are, let's try and say it with real words. My suggestions are, there we are, view from Greenwich Park. Uh, again, you'll, you'll have to go back and listen to all this and write them all down. I'm going to say them quickly. View from Greenwich Park. Sofa Sounds. Check out any of the live music there. Borough Market. That's B-O-R-O-U-G-H for food. Camden Market for food and shopping. West End Show. Some immersive theater at the Waterloo Vaults. Train spotting is on now. Go to see the Secret Cinema. Brixton Village for brunch. Brixton Box Park or Shoreditch Box Park for food and drinks. V and A Museum don't know what that is. London History Museum Brick Lane day trip to Brighton Beach, day trip to Seven Sisters Cliffs. For the rest, check out the Time Out London website which gives you a breakdown of what is on currently besides the usual and then he uh, he goes on to say ooh ooh he literally says ooh. four oohs." go to the glove theater and watch Shakespeare's as a groundling as <laughs> five or a ticket so five pounds for a ticket if it's the summer go to the proms but if she has more questions tell her to add me on Instagram there we go <laughs> that's a list version of uh, of what to do in London that's all we'll do I'll just get his uh, his Instagram thing here. it's Sean S-E-S for sugar E-A-N-W two three eight eight that's Sean that's old Sean everyone else add him tell him that you enjoyed his episode when he was on here So there we go. I hope that helps. And I apologize for my Brazilian accent. I know it's weird. I first learned with an accent from (laughs) interior de São Paulo. Então, fecha porta. Nossa. But then I tried to mix in the carioca. Anyway. Right. So next one. What time are we at? What time are we at? 46. Ah. Okay. It's going to have to be the last one. It's going to have to be the last one. Sorry, guys. I'll get to all. Of, I'll get to the rest of you. I'll get to the rest of you. Right, last one. We have Joe Carter with an with a zero for the O and a un, underscore afterwards. He says, he says, "Hey man, hey Joe, how's it going?" I'm a fellow Midlander, yes, and represent. And I've started listening to your podcast over the last few weeks. And man, he says, "I love it." Thank you. Your European tour and your Harley looks and sounds so cool. Just got another message too that I'll have to <laughs> we'll have to do that next week. Uh, where are we? Uh, it Looks and sounds so cool. Your views on the script feels like it's come directly from my brain. I'm flying to Bangkok in November, and I'll be making my way to Chiang Mai and then down south before working my way up the east coast of Australia. Any tips on must visit places in either Thailand or Australia? Thanks, man. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. So for Thailand, that was my knee again. So for Thailand, I'm not too sure. I didn't spend a lot of time in Thailand, to be honest. Didn't spend a lot of time there so i'm not the best person for that i'm not the best person for that i do apologize however australia i have been to pretty much everywhere on the east coast well above you know Wollongong. <laughs> so i've been pretty much everywhere so the east coast man yes okay so let me picture this in my brain picture this in my brain so uh let's see sydney not a fan <laughs> sorry everyone from sydney i'm a melbourne guy i'm a melbourne guy sydney not a fan that's all i'm gonna say about sydney (laughs) north of sydney you've got the gold coast which is gold coast is the gold coast you know everywhere has a gold coast everywhere has a place like that it's like vegas it's not like vegas at all but it's like it's kind of how you think of vegas in a sense you know it's like if you're in england it's like blackpool although not as bad sorry if you're from blackpool But uh yeah, so it's kinda like that. Gold Coast, okay. Uh Brisbane, nice, bit small, hilly. <laughs> These are the worst reviews ever. Brisbane Brisbane's okay. Sunshine Coast. If if you've got a lot of money, Sunshine Coast is probably very nice, right? And I'm sure anyone from the Sunshine Coast will agree with me. Right. And then you go up north from there. Uh I'd go to uh what's it called? The Harvey harvey bay which is the fraser coast so you got fraser island there which you can go on you can go on these little little four wheelers and you can go see all the dingoes on um why did i say that in an australian accent I, I guess i've only ever said the word dingo when i'm in australia but yeah you can go see them on the fraser island and then uh, i used to live in maryborough <laughs> right next to harvey bay and then you go up from there and there's not a lot <laughs> there's obviously you know rock Rockhampton, gladstone everything like that there ain't a lot until you get to cairns apart from obviously you know uh, early beach and um and the what's it called that thing that's like dying and supposedly dead now uh the, you know with all the stuff in the sea <laughs> great barrier reef there we go we got there there's that to see so go up near early beach and everything like that you can go see that cairns is really cool cairns is really cool there's a lot of big bats there i love bats so it's a really, really cool place, and you go north from Cairns, it just gets better and better. It just gets better and better. Like if you start from Sydney, then it's kind of it's obviously city life, and the more north you go, the less city it is. So that's that's kind of how I describe it. But you're gonna have an amazing time. The east coast of Australia is a very, very good thing. What I'd suggest while you're in Australia is go to Melbourne for it is the best place in the world. <laughs> well, it's the best city in the world anyway. So I would definitely suggest going to Melbourne. And let me know where in the Midlands you are from. It's a big place. It's a big place. I might have a rivalry with your town. I don't think Shropshire has a a rivalry with anywhere. So that is the podcast for this week. Apologies if I didn't get to your question. And apologies that it is Friday. And more apologies that, I don't know, just because. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Next week. Next Thursday. right. next Thursday we will be back we will be back next Thursday I don't know where I'll be for at the moment I am on my way to Rome on my way to Rome next week I'll be next week I'll probably be in Italy actually I'll probably be in Italy next week I've never been to Italy before so let me know where I should go in Italy because I've got to go down to Rome but then after Rome after my mom comes I've got nowhere to be so tell me where to go and I will go there and I will see it what should I see in Rome cool thank you very much for listening Until next week.